So we're here with Claire Maddox, who uh, is a graduate of Kent State University with a Bachelor of Business Administration, has worked at Apple, has worked at Canaan Advantage Group, and now holds down the very difficult job of HR Ops Specialist at the Scotts miracle Grow company. Claire, we're excited to have you. Thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Claire is also the mom to a 100-pound, 5'3", Bernie's Mountain Dog, which later I am sure we'll find is a tougher negotiation than anything she deals with on a daily basis. My greatest strength is negotiating with that dog. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Claire, how did you make it to where you are today? Yeah, honestly, a lot of trial and error. Um, I was one of those college students that went in and did not have a clear vision of what they wanted to do with their life or where they wanted to end up. I switched my major three times before I even had my first class. Um, Eventually ended up on business only because I thought it was the most broad major that I could fall into. And I, you know, just get me started. I'll figure it out later. That was my mentality. Honestly, HR came into the picture for me. My junior year of college, I was going through the interview process with Apple. They were opening up a new retail store and I met one of the members of their global recruiting team. After meeting her and interacting with her, I knew that was what I wanted to do with my life. Not just go into recruiting, go into recruiting with Apple, (laughs) Um, which I later learned was more of a difficult task than I had imagined it to be. So worked at Apple for five years, found that difficulty making it from retail to corporate. So I needed to go out and get more experience. I wanted to use my degree. I wanted to get into HR, went over to Keenan Advantage as a talent acquisition specialist, learned more than I could have ever imagined in my time with Keenan. Um, Ultimately found though that I wanted more. So I wanted to be able to explore the other areas of HR, the learning and development, the operations side, compensation, everything. So that's how I ended up at Scott's. And this opportunity at Scott's, I've learned all of that and more. So it's we're ready to just take it to the next level. So what's your favorite part about your current job at Scott's? My favorite part is definitely getting to interact with the people throughout our business. I've been fortunate enough to support the majority of the business groups that we do have in one capacity or the other. And getting able to learn about what they do and how they fit into the organization along with what they strive to be. Like where do they ultimately want to end up in their careers and where have they come from? Just figuring out how everybody fits into this puzzle that is Scott's. That's cool. I would assume that you have to be somewhat customer centric in that role. And by customer I mean your internal stakeholders. Is that true? Absolutely. So with HR, your customer is every employee within that corporation. So if we're not there to support them, not saying they couldn't figure it out, but makes things a little bit more difficult. People aren't getting paid necessarily. Policies aren't getting written and enforced. So there's a lot that goes into supporting an internal customer. And how difficult is it to negotiate internally? I would say it's probably easier to negotiate internally than it is to negotiate with an external vendor. I think when you're doing an internal negotiation, you both want a good end result. 
it's just figuring out what makes the most sense. So while let's say I have somebody in marketing I'm negotiating with, they don't have the HR mindset, but I may also not have the marketing mindset. So it's really figuring out how can we meet in the middle so that it not only makes sense for both of our teams, but for the company overall. Is there a most important lesson that you've learned as a negotiator? Negotiation is all about cooperation. So for me, it's knowing what boundaries to set and when to possibly cut off a negotiation and walk away. I've learned in my own experiences, there are times when you walk away and people will come back to you and be able to have more of a perspective on your side of things and why you're proposing things you're proposing. So just know how to set those boundaries and don't be afraid to walk away from the table. And do you ever walk away from Fozzie? How does that work? I walk away from Fozzie nearly every day. Um, I would say in this household, I'm definitely the key negotiator and he can sometimes have a say, but if he's not flashing the puppy dog eyes, typically I win. Any crazy work-related success stories or failures that you're willing to share? I think most of my success stories have actually come from negotiating with my nieces and getting them, you know, kids, take three more bites and then you can have your dessert. That's my negotiation success. Um, Honestly, for me personally, most of my negotiations have been just with salary and wage negotiations. From a personal standpoint, when I was accepting my first few jobs, I was terrified to even consider negotiating a wage. To me, that was something that was a complete turnoff for companies and recruiters. And I just stayed away from it until when I was at Keenan um, working towards my position at Scott's, I finally started you know, researching how to negotiate and the importance of it and realized that you should always negotiate. The worst that somebody can do is say no. So from here on out, I have now learned the importance. Negotiate your salaries. I like that advice. Always <laughs> negotiate. We'll come back to that. Yeah. As you have uh, progressed across your career, do you have a secret to surviving a recession? For me, it's setting up for success in advance. So, and it can be easier said than done in some cases, but I think if you're smart with your money, if you are putting it into the right places and investing in the right places, you're going to be able to sustain anything that can come during a recession. Don't panic. Unfortunately, we've seen enough recessions in recent history to kind of know how they flow. You know that there are going to be ups and downs. It's just a matter of making sure that you have that cushion, especially with finances, that if something should happen, you're going to be okay. You're going to make it through. And maybe don't buy a house right now. Yeah, obviously with an eye towards interest rates, right? <laughs> yeah. What's, uh, what advice would you have for anyone who has the same career aspirations as you did and do? Yeah. Don't be afraid that you don't have it all figured out. I don't even think I have it all figured out. Um, I, there are so many people that I have met that have completely changed the trajectory of their career path. Um, I myself, I have often thought about 
am, am I in the right place? Should I be doing something totally different? Obviously, I'm pretty set with where I'm at right now. So it's just don't be afraid of the idea that things won't necessarily fit to the plan that you thought you had. And it's important to do what actually makes you happy and allows you to live the kind of life that you want to live. Any guidance on how different generations are looking at learning and development? The important thing to know about learning and development is that it is a key motivator for anyone, regardless of age or generation they fall into. When it comes to our newer generations, so talking millennials, Gen Zers, there is more of an emphasis on digital learning. You're talking about individuals that have either grown up in or were born into this digital age and have not been afraid to grasp onto the power of technology. So with these generations, what they're really looking for is self-driven learning. And they want to be able to see results from their learnings and to be able to actually implement them into their day-to-day work, whether that be proving that they deserve a raise, a promotion, just a new opportunity in their current role to showcase those skills. All of these younger generations want to use learning as a way to climb the ladder of success, more so than just to develop where they're at. So if they're not receiving recognition for their newly acquired skills, or if they're not being presented those growth and additional education opportunities, they aren't going to be afraid to move to a company that is going to offer that to them. That's really good guidance. Um, I have one question for you left, but I think you may have answered most of it, but I'm going to ask anyway. Sure. What are your goals and focuses for your colleagues over the next few years as far as upskilling? So with respect to Scott's. Yeah. So right now at Scott's, we are in a great position for everyone within our organization to have the opportunity to upskill and take on new challenges. For our HR team, we continue to find content that is not only easy to get through, but is also relevant to what people want to learn. We also need to be forward thinking on what the skills of the future are. What are the new ways of performing old tricks? How can we get ahead and really establish those new skill sets and make sure that our associates are being set up for current and future success in those areas. I like the new ways of performing old tricks. So, Claire, this has been hugely informative. I just want to come back to a couple of things you said. Um, you talked about, with respect to negotiation, it's not just about HR. So have a broad mindset. There are times you're with marketing. There's times you're with sales. So a skill that you carry with you is having a broad mindset. And that negotiation often can be about cooperation. However, you need to know when to walk away, which is critical. And you mentioned sometimes you walk away and it forces them to come back with a different mindset. You discussed putting the pain before the gain, possibly your nieces and nephews. The way you um, the way you worded that was great. The if you then we mentality. So really that pain before the gain. And lastly, you said, listen, always negotiate. Always negotiate. Don't be afraid to do that. It's part of the process, but set yourself up for success in advance and certainly don't panic. One thing you talked about for the future version of Scots and probably learners in general is they are more inclined to have self-driven learning and there's more emphasis on digital. 
And again, come back to that new ways of performing old tricks. Does that sound right? Absolutely. That is a huge amount of information that you've given us. And again, I really appreciate you taking the time. I wish you massive luck with your 100 pound, five foot three dog. I can't imagine winning in many of those. Nah, I'm going to need it. He's a tough cookie. <laughs> All right, Claire. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great talking to you. Likewise.